You are unique. There's no other person on the planet who is exactly like you. And you were created this way on purpose. The Bible says Jesus came to give us not just life, but life to the full. This podcast is dedicated to helping you learn about who God made you to be and how to live life to the full. We're so glad you stopped by. Welcome everybody to the Uniquely You podcast. I am Emily Honey, and I'm here with my co-host and mom, Charlie Glenn. Hi, everyone. We are so excited to have you here today because today we're looking at sixes. And this is probably going to be a little uncomfortable for me because I'm a six. So <laughs> if you're out there and you're six and you're listening, I am feeling your pain right now. If you're feeling awkward and possibly sweaty. I'm already feeling a little bit like <laughs> anxious about it, but it's going to be okay, right? Because That's it's right. going to be good. You're going to so, be fine. Yeah, I know. It's going to be fine. It's going to be good. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about good things first. So mom, what are some good things going on with you today? Um, I had a great 4th of July celebration with my next door neighbors. Good. Seth, JJ, and my grandson. So, you know. Yeah. Our next door neighbors are my brother and his family. (laughs) They live right now. They have a gate in between their backyards. Like they share backyards basically. So she ever talks about how annoying her neighbors are, you know who she's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That too. too. (laughs) But I think they listen to this, so I Uh probably won't. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard you say that. I was just being silly. They're not annoying. But it was fun. We cooked out, ate together, and then um, had our own little fireworks show. But what's really exciting and a good thing is where we live, we can actually sit out on the end of my driveway and we can see a panoramic panoramic view of fireworks going off in multiple different places. Ooh, nice. So at points, I was like, I'm not sure where to look. Right. <laughs> I'm missing some just because I can't get my head turned fast enough. So yeah, so that was really fun. We enjoyed it. And the cooler weather for a few days, it's been nice, but the heat is about to hit. It's coming. By the time this airs, it will be here. Oh, 100 degree true. temps. Here that's we come. True. We're going to so, blow up ooh, our By the time this airs, pool. it should have come and hopefully will have gone. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That could be a really good thing. That would be great. That'd be a great thing. I'd love to have the hottest days of the year over with. That'd be fantastic. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I had a really good 4th of July also. Or were you done with your good things? Yes. Were there any other good things? Okay. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. I had a good 4th of July also. We spent the 4th of July with my in-laws. We went and stayed with them for a few days and that was really fun. They have a swimming pool and so we swam a lot and I didn't have to cook anything or do a single dish. I mean, I helped when, you know, I was given a task or allowed to help. I would ask to help and, you know, try to be helpful, but I didn't have to make any food or do any, um, dishes and I got to go on a date with Jeremy and that was really fun. So it was really nice to do that. I'm glad to hear it was with Jeremy. Right. With Jeremy, my husband, (laughs) not with someone else. That would be silly. I could take one of the boys, my boys on a date. That's true. Owen or Lincoln, my little boys. Um, 
But yeah, so it was fun. And we drove around Shreveport like we used to when we were dating because it's just prettier than where we live. Like it just is. Like it's just not as pretty here in the Metroplex. So yeah, so it was really nice. We ate at a Mexican restaurant we really like and everybody was very social distanced and wearing masks and that kind of thing. But we stopped at Bucky's on the way there and like 90% of the people weren't wearing masks and it was crowded because it was the weekend before the 4th of July. And I was like, this is why Texas is on fire with cases of coronavirus. But that's okay. We wore ours. We were the weirdos and it was a lot of fun. We had a good trip. Really nice. Oh, and on the way back, it was very eventful, guys. Sorry. One last thing. On the way back, we added a couple hours to our trip because we drove around a big storm that was coming through the Metroplex. And that was actually pretty fun. We drove through a bunch of really small towns and stopped and ate McDonald's with the boys and let them play at a park in a really small town. That was just, that was kind of fun. Like I like road trips and I like driving through small towns. So that was kind of fun. And we avoided the storm entirely. It had passed over our area of DFW by the time we got home. So it did add some time onto our trip, but it was still good. Kind of a fun little adventure. So you stayed out of the hail. And yeah, out of the stuff. hail. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just like raining. It was like supposed to be 60 mile power gusts and quarter size hail. So we were like, we don't really want to drive through that. So we didn't. And that was fun. You had an adventure. We had an adventure. Home. And I was so like, yes, let's do this. So be proud of me. That is a healthy six. That, right? So that healthy. is a healthy six. I went to counseling to last week, so I was feeling pretty healthy. <laughs> so anyway, let's that talk about sixes. Yeah. yeah, let's talk let's. about sixes. How, you know, spontaneity is not necessarily our strong suit. We'll talk about that later. But sixes are called <laughs> the loyal guardian. There's actually a lot of names for sixes. So they could be the loyalist. Um I'm drawing a blank right now, but there are a lot of other names for sixes. The trooper, I think, is one of them, which I think is funny because, I don't know, there are different meanings of the word trooper, but I think there it's being used like we hang in there, like we are a trooper in that we stay, stick around. And um, sixes can actually be really difficult to type because our actions can look like a lot of other types. So we have talked about this a lot, but your type is really all about your motivation, not your actions. So sixes, we'll talk more about it later, but we can do things that are very similar to like ones and twos and nines and um, a lot of different numbers. And so it's very, it can be tricky to type yourself as a six. Sixes are really engaging, obviously, and responsible. (laughs) Yes. Right. But we are also very anxious and suspicious, and those are both 100% true for me. So, Mom, why don't you tell us a little bit more about sixes? Yes, they are really the glue that holds a group together which is amazing. And I've definitely seen this in Emily's life, but I was looking through our script for today and, and we we're talking about um, sixes are being, are, they're very skeptical, skeptical. <laughs> it's, it's all right. We knew what you meant. Yes. They're very skeptical of people initially. And it just made me think back to when she was a child and she would hide <laughs> behind me. And I think, Oh, she really wasn't shy. 
she was just really skeptical. Didn't so she trust was those people. observing and yep. not trusting them until she really figured them out and decided if she could, there was a loyalty there, a reason to be won over. So um, that, that was actually pretty cool. But when they do become loyal, when they are won over, you're stuck with them for life. And that's actually a good thing. You're welcome. Most of the times, but <laughs> maybe not for them always. Sometimes they can be yeah. loyal to a fault. Sixes have the blessing and the curse of being able to see all sides of a situation. So we are really great to have around when you're trying to plan something because we can think of all the details and anticipate potential problems and how to prepare for them. But, and I say we can be great to have around, but people don't always appreciate knowing all those things. Like if you, like I live with, uh, my husband is a seven and he loves like just coming up with ideas and just, he'll just say like, what if we moved to South America or something like that? And I'll be like, but what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And And he's not really wanting to move to South America. He's just having a fun idea, like adventure in his mind. Sometimes when people have ideas and then as sixes, we kind of go into like the details of it and we say, well, what about this? What about this? What if this happens? What if this happens? They're not ready for that. So we can kind of seem like wet blankets or killjoys sometimes. And that's really not our intention. It's just that immediately when there's an idea presented, we can see lots of different scenarios. That's so true. I I love that because they are good in teamwork. We're going to talk about how that can repress things right because they think so much they are part of the head triad so they're definitely in the thinking triad like the fives and the sevens they um, are actually considered thinking repressed and that sounds really funny because they think all the time it's not that they don't think a lot they think and think in fact you know, it's typical, I would say, for sixes to have a hard time going to sleep at night. Hmm. If you wake up in the middle of the night, it's hard to go back to sleep because your brain is just thinking and thinking and thinking. They're not thinking repressed because of a lack of thinking. They're thinking repressed more because they do so much thinking that it becomes unproductive and it doesn't lead to any type of solution. That's hard on them. Right. And they expend a lot of energy thinking all the time. They also have more fear than any other number. Their core fears. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Their core fears are fear of fear itself, fear of danger, fear of uncertainty, chaos, not having support fear of not having security or guidance, fear of being blamed, in trouble, being alone, being targeted, being helpless, being unsafe, and being physically abandoned. They pretty much cover the spectrum of fears in all of our lives, but they deal with these constantly 24-7. Their core desire is to have security, support, and guidance. Now, their core weakness is anxiety. And you need to understand, anxiety and fear aren't the same thing. 
Fear is the actual fight flight response to a physically present danger. Like if you see yourself starting to get in a car accident, you'll get that yeah. fight or flight and you'll try to avoid that accident or, you know, just anything where you typically might see yourself getting harmed or someone else getting harmed that yeah. fear that fight or flight will kick in. Anxiety is fight or flight having that response to an anticipated danger. And the thing problem with anticipated danger is that 90% of the time that never happens. Yeah. Maybe not 90, but you know, so much. I've of read the time. that it's 80 actually. That okay. 80 per, well, 80% of the things that you worry about don't come to pass. My guess was sort of close. You are close. Because I know that it's just everything is so overwhelming. So many of those things never come to pass. And yet sixes are spending time and energy thinking through all the details to make sure they can handle it when something happens. And that's anxiety. What if, what if, what if, what if. Right. They're just spiraling down into yeah. an unproductive situation. So energy expended that didn't need to be, which I'm sure, I don't know, but you would know is sad. Well, and it's just hard also. It's got to be wearing. It, yeah, it's, it's tiring. It's very yeah. tiring. Yeah. When they keep anticipating like this, it just increases their thinking, spirals out of control. They can also confuse thinking with doing. Sixes right. sometimes to them, thinking about something equates with doing it. So no. if they tell you, you ask them if they've done something and they tell you they've done it and you know they haven't, <laughs> give them some grace because they probably did it in their mind and really think that, oh, you know, I know I did that. <laughs> yeah. So give them some grace because sometimes that can happen to them where they really think they've already done it when they were just thinking so deeply about it. This happens to me a lot with like conversations. Like I'll think the conversation through, the whole thing, my side, the other person's side, and I'll think I'll, I've had it with them. That's interesting. Yeah, they can confuse thinking with doing, and so that just compounds they're not having a solution. So what happens, they become repressed in their thinking. They become unproductive because there's no solution, but there's also no action. Right. So that's just kind of tying up the thinking repressed situation for them. Sixes, they're in that triad of thinkers, and so their emotional struggle is fear. We've talked about that. Uh, but every everybody struggles with some type of fear at some time. Sixes are just consumed with it daily, 24-7. They desire sec security and support, and they seek these things by trying to be prepared for every possible situation. So if you're not a six, I think it would be interesting for you to take a few minutes and think of a scenario and then try to think of every detail that could or would or should happen with that scenario. Yeah. It will be exhausting to you. And that's what a six deals with every day. All the time. Sixes, like any number, can look very different from each other. So like I'm a six, but I could look very different from other sixes. And that's the same as it's the same in every number, but it's even more pronounced for sixes because there are kind of two different types of sixes. 
And it's because they manage fear differently. So each type of six manages fear differently. So the first type is called phobic sixes. And these are people like me who play by the rules and seek security and following someone in authority. We kind of place our security in someone else. We try and find that in someone else. So we're loyal and seek to abide by the rules of whoever that trusted authority figure is. I find that for me, this is not a bad thing as long as I'm placing my trust like in the Lord. When I start placing my trust in people, they're going to let me down. So that's the phobic sixes way of dealing with fear is by placing their trust in an authority figure and by being really loyal and following the rules of that authority figure, whomever that may be. The next type is called counterphobic sixes, and they are very skeptical of authority figures. So they manage their fear and anxiety by deliberately provoking and attacking the source of their fear. So if they think something is out of sorts and they, they're going to call it out, like they're going to confront it. Sixes, I think it's sixes, fours, and eights are like the most authentic numbers on the Enneagram. So uh, especially counterphobic sixes probably because they're really just going to call out what they think is wrong or what the source of fear is. And it's even more difficult sometimes. <laughs> like sixes can look even more different from each other or more different from themselves over time because they can we can go back and forth between these two. <laughs> so I can look back in my life and think about times when I just um, you know, did things that I was afraid of or stood up to someone or something that I was concerned about. And, um, you know, that's a counterphobic six thing, whereas I tend to be a more phobic six. And one of these is not bad. Like, I feel like it sounds bad that I'm a phobic six. I'm just afraid and I have to, you know, submit to authority to deal with my fear and all this stuff. Whereas, you know, the counterphobic six (laughs) is really courageous and stands up for themselves. And that's not the case, right? These can both be good things or bad things. It depends on if you're placing your authority, um, sorry, your trust in authority like the Lord as a phobic six, that's going to be a really good thing. Or right. as a counterphobic six, if you are defying or skeptical or provoking or attacking something that is good, that's a bad thing. So don't place value. Like when I figured out I was more of a phobic six, I was like, wah, wah, saddest type of the saddest type. But it's really not, <laughs> it's really not that bad. You can really be a mixture of both. And sixes can look vastly different from each other because of the way that we deal with fear. So actually, it's not necessarily better to be one kind of six over the other, like Emily said, but both types of sixes, sometime when they were growing up, they began to internalize the message that it's not okay to trust yourself. So they're constantly living in this anxiety world and not feeling like they can trust themselves. So they're looking to others for authority, for support, for security, that type of thing. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So 
I was like, I am not untrusting of myself. And then I realized like, I like to ask for opinions, other people's opinions, whenever I'm trying to make a decision, even if I already know what decision I want to make. So yeah, so that is true for me. It's, it's a hard pill to swallow as are things from all the numbers. For us to be healthy, we need to believe and trust that God is in control and that we're safe in him. I have struggled with this because I'm, you know, have fear and anxiety. So I believe that God is in control, but I have definitely had trouble trusting that he is in control and that I'm safe in him. I have felt in the past that I can't be safe and secure unless I am fearful. And no, for those of you who aren't sixes, that probably doesn't make sense. But for those of you who are, you might be going, oh my gosh, the squirrel's in my head. Uh, because I felt like if I did not have that fear or anxiety rather and prepare mentally for things to happen, then I would not be safe and secure because I wouldn't be prepared. You know, what if I encounter something I can't handle? What if I encounter something that is too much for me. Um, and actually just this year, God has convicted me that I don't need to be afraid of fear. Like I don't need to just be fearful to, to be prepared. Some of my favorite verses are Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 that say, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. I wish that I had written it down. I forgot to bring it with me, but the living Bible paraphrase is actually my favorite way that it said, because it says something like, don't trust your own mind or something like that. And it just resonates with me so much because I do think so much and my thoughts and, um, you know, anxieties and fears just spin and spin and spin. And I think that that's making me safe and it's not. Not, nothing that I can think or, I mean, prepare for, not that preparation is bad. That is not what I'm saying. But me thinking and dwelling on things and being anxious about things isn't creating security for me. Only believing and trusting in the Lord um, is going to create that security for me. That's really... <laughs> been a lifelong struggle for me. And, and I'm sure it still is, but just I was able to have some productive thinking about it this year and have that epiphany that I don't need to be afraid just to be afraid so that I feel safe and secure. So that's the good news is that as sixes, we don't have to be controlled by our anxiety. What do sixes look like when they're healthy? Mom. Sixes are... <laughs> great to be around when they're healthy. Thanks. They can't, yes, it's so fun <laughs> to be around them. So I was going to tease you a few minutes ago, but you're kind of serious. And I was going to say, so that's why you're so spontaneous. Not right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Not at all. So when they're healthy, they can remember the good decisions they've made in the past. And that just helps their self-confidence to grow because they begin to trust their ability by remembering those things and then they continue to make more good decisions and so if they can just build on that that's very helpful and very healthy to them their healthy characteristics are that they're loyal they're likable they're always prepared trustworthy compassionate witty practical and responsible 
when they are healthy, they, on the diagram of the Enneagram, they tend to display positive characteristics of a nine. And that's really calming for them. They become more relaxed, more optimistic. They can empathize with others and they can take life less seriously. They can actually kind of believe that everything's going to be okay rather than continually worrying about when the next bad thing is going to happen, you know, kind of waiting for the shoe to drop, you know, because one thing seems to follow another, seems to follow mm -hmm. another. When they are in the nine, using the nine characteristics, they are free to relax. It frees up their energy because they expend so much thinking. So they're able to think more productively, to plan for things without spiraling into an anxious black hole, basically. Yeah, it's really great when we're healthy because we can focus more on what's going on and not be thinking about how to prepare for the worst case scenario. Emily and her brother throughout life, they've had this thing about each of them being 50% of the party. So <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, they're very in, fun to be around. They are witty. She is 50, sometimes 100% of the party oh, when she's really healthy. So <laughs> sixes, sixes are great to interact with and be around when they're healthy. Oh, thanks, Mom. That's really nice. Like you were saying, we are team players we, um, I think mom said it, are kind of the glue that holds people together. We are going to be very loyal to a team that we're on. We're going to be able to stop and think about how to actually accomplish things when we're healthy. And we're very hard workers, very responsible, like mom was saying. So we're going to get our things done. You're not going to have to worry about and check on us if we're healthy about what we're doing. You're not going to be like, you're not getting anything done. And we think we are because we're just thinking about it. Like we're going to think about it and then we're going to act on it. So Emily we'll always came home from school with her homework. Even if it was not due for two months, she would take care of it as soon as possible. Yeah. I still like to do that. Just get it over with. Then I don't have to think about it. It's not in my head anymore. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll make sure that every angle is covered without being pessimistic because if we're unhealthy, we might be pessimistic. Um, right. And we're just going to help foster a sense of like group loyalty among the people who are in the group or team. Mom was saying that we're fun to be around and, you know, I'm going to take her word for it. I think that I can be pretty fun to be around and I enjoy being fun to be around. It's really nice to be healthy and to be funny and to get to have fun being around people. So it's really good. We're really authentic when we're healthy, especially. Healthy sixes can prepare for the worst without being overcome with the anxiety of it. And that's one of the like biggest benefits for me, like personally, I love all these other things, but it is also just really nice to be able to think because I'm thinking about this scenario and planning for it does not mean it's happening. Because like we talked about, sixes think basically of stories or scenarios in our heads and we play them out and they go to the worst case scenario usually. And so we feel our bodies respond as if those worst case scenarios are happening. So we feel like they're happening. But when we're healthy, when we're trusting the Lord, I can 
detach myself from feeling like those things are happening. I can say, okay, we're going to plan for this to happen because it could and it's bad um, and I don't want it to. So we're going to have a plan for that. Um, but that doesn't mean that it is going to happen. See, so, that's like putting a tornado shelter in, right? knowing there's always potential in Oklahoma City for that. Yet yeah. knowing that, well, it's not on the horizon right now, but if it comes to the horizon, I can be there in a split second. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly the same thing. And um, we're more able to connect with our feelings and our doing. <laughs> so we've kind of already mentioned that. And we're more willing and able to help others with their problems because sometimes when we're unhealthy, we can not be able to have the mental space to help other people because we're so consumed with our own thoughts. That's part of how we can become unhealthy. So if we're not diligent and if we're not staying focused on the Lord, we can definitely head towards the average to unhealthy space. What do sixes look like in stress? As all numbers, sixes do have that stress and a worst case emotionally situation. They become hyper vigilant. They're dependent. They're unpredictable, judgmental. They can be paranoid, very defensive, self-defeating, and self-doubting. When they're unhealthy, they manage anxiety and stress by imagining the worst case scenario trying to prepare for it. We just talked about how she creates a story in her mind and then she tries to cover all the bases of that story. But sixes can come up with an untrue story, right? but it feels true for them. So when they're not healthy, they definitely tend to have stories that aren't true and try to take care of things that really aren't happening. They need to feel safe. They need that even when they're not stressed, but they really need it when they're stressed because they can become very controlling because of that need. Also, they display some of the three's negative characteristics when they're under stress. So on the diagram of the Enneagram, they will migrate over to the unhealthy or um, average side of a three. Hmm. So they'll become competitive and arrogant. It's interesting because I never thought of Emily as competitive, but through the years we've talked about it and she, there's a lot of things she doesn't do because she is very competitive. It's true. (laughs) I choose not to care about winning because if I care about winning, I will be angry if I lose. So I choose (laughs) to let it be fun. Instead Yay of being invested. <laughs> That's got to be a healthy point of a sex. Oh, because when they're not yeah. healthy, they are competitive. They're a- arrogant about it. They put on a front like the threes to make themselves appear competent. They avoid feeling anxious by being very busy, 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 taking care mm-hmm. of all sorts of things. And they're reluctant to try anything new if failure is a possibility. And that's a true negative characteristic of a three. And so they tend to take that on when they're unhealthy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, We are driven by a desire to feel secure and to have guidance or direction. And it's interesting because sixes may even reach out for help when they're struggling because of the desire for guidance. Like I mentioned, as a phobic six, I put a lot of 
trust in authority, uh, specifically the Lord, but in some people as well, my husband, my mom. So unlike a lot of other types, you actually will ask for help. Yeah, potentially. Not always, um, but sixes may reach out for help when they're struggling because they do desire guidance and direction. For example, after dad died, I took probably six months and I was like, I can't get a handle on this. I need to go see a counselor. Um, when I had postpartum depression after my second son, I was like, I don't know how to deal with this. I need to, I need counseling. So I think that's, that's a really good thing for sixes mm-hmm. is that we do desire guidance. Um, and so we will sometimes seek help when we're in stress. Um, and that's really good. But, um, but yeah, it's because it's also partially related to the not trusting myself and not feeling like I had the resources to deal with those things, which really I, I didn't. Those are, those are big things. I didn't have the resources to deal with those. So it was a good thing in that case that I sought outside help. And it can be good, but it, depending on who they seek help from, it may be difficult for the other person though, because sometimes we already have an idea of what we want to do in our heads. We might be given advice that goes against that or is different than that even, maybe not does, goes against it, but it's just different. And then we don't do it. And that person might be upset. I, I've seen this happen in my relationship with Jeremy before. I've asked for his opinion on something. He's like, oh, well, you should do this. And, I think, and I'll say like, well, I think I'm just going to do this. And he's like, why'd you even ask for my advice then? Because <laughs> like, I really just, I don't know. I just feel insecure about myself. So that's why I asked for your advice. Like <laughs> I want to do this. So that's not always great for the person that we might seek out. If our sixes are in stress and we can see that and they're not seeking out help in healthy places, then there's some things that you guys can do to encourage us. First, just gently let us know that you see how hard it is to be able to see so many possibilities. because that's going to make sixes feel really known. So we feel like to give up being fearful would to be giving up control and to give in to our other fears and to chaos and danger and those things that giving up our, our anxiety, or our fear would be to, to give up our control to a certain extent. So help us remember that continuing to be fearful and anxious doesn't give us more control over what will happen that ultimately that God is in control and we're not, (laughs) we're not going to be in control and it's not going to be easier just because we've been worrying about it and we get to say, see, I knew it. That's not going to make it easier. Encourage us to remember that God is in control and that he's keeping us safe. Um, In Psalm 23, David talks about the valley of the shadow of death and walking through it. And he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's very easy for sixes to feel, even if they're in a physically safe place, to feel like they're walking through the valley of the shadow of death because our anxieties are around us and they're overwhelming us and we can see all the potentials for danger. Help us remember that God knows where we are and how we feel. And he's allowed us to be here and he'll keep us safe even in the darkest valleys. Something I love about the psalm is um, the rod and the staff are shepherd's tools to keep sheep safe. That's why it says your rod and your staff comfort me because um, they were used to fend off 
what's the word? Predators. predators. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. They're used to fend off predators. Um, and they're also used to pull sheep out of little um, crags and things that they would get stuck in and to keep them together. So these were tools meant to protect the sheep. And so it's just a very cool picture to me of how God protects us uh, and takes care of us. And we, like the sheep, are kind of stupid sometimes. And so <laughs> sure, definitely. We definitely. Well, we can't see that. the big picture. Right. Like, like the shepherd can see everything that's going on around them. The sheep don't see that. They see exactly what's in front of them. And that's how we are too. Right. God can see the big picture and we can only see small pieces of it. Another thing you can do for us is just ask to talk through our anxieties with us. Don't try and fix it. Don't be like, oh, well, we can do this to help me. Don't do that. Like, we don't need you to fix it. And don't pacify us by telling us that it's going to be okay. Because that doesn't help. That sounds like in our heads, your thoughts are not valid. So don't tell us (laughs) it's going to be okay. We don't believe you. And we don't trust you anymore. So don't say that. Um, Ask questions as we're describing our anxieties. Like, okay, what might we do if that happens? Or what do you think would happen in that situation? Like what else do you think would happen next to help us think through the possibilities of how we could handle it? Don't tell us, well, you should do this. Say, well, what do you think we could do? How do you think that we could respond to that? Because that's going to help us get those anxieties out and it's going to help take the power out of those anxieties for us. We're going to feel more secure. We're going to feel like we have guidance because of that. If they don't want to talk to through those things, just and maybe they could write them down. Something that some sixes do is write things down to um, just get them out of their head because there's something very powerful about getting your thoughts out in that it takes their ability to control your thought cycles away. So if you can like, like for me, I like to write lists so I don't forget to do stuff. And so if I write it down, then I don't have to think about it because I know I can go back to it and and look at the list. So maybe they don't want to talk about it, but they could write it down Um, and just encourage them to give those things. So is that why, I hate to interrupt, but I just have to ask this question. So is that why you've always been so good at journaling? Uh, maybe. I mean, I mostly journal, like I mostly pray, like I just write my prayers down. Um, part of that is because I just, I can't focus to pray in my thoughts because then I start thinking of other things. Like I need to do this. Oh, gotcha. What if this happens? Yeah. What's going on? So I can't focus if I'm just thinking. Um, so uh, when my radio broke, when I was lived in Shreveport and worked there and I drove like seven hours home and it was just quiet, I just like prayed out loud. So that also works for me, like praying out loud works, but also writing it down. It's very helpful for me to do that. That's something that you can do as sixes is to help focus your thoughts, write things down, say it out loud. I know like people might think you're crazy, but it's fine. It's worth it because (laughs) you're getting those things out and giving them to the Lord. And that's going to be really powerful. And also just let us have time to think and process. Because if you're trying to ask us why we're anxious or what we're fearful of, we may not be able to put our finger on it immediately, right? It may just be this thing that's kind of in the back of our minds that's ominous. Um, so encourage us to work on 
thinking productively about it to not just think and spiral into anxious thinking, but like I was saying, write things down, come up with action steps, come up with an insight. Like if God reveals something to you, like when he revealed to me, like you're afraid of not being afraid, that's, that's productive thinking right there. That's an insight. That's an epiphany. That's going to cause you to be able to perspective shift and change where your thoughts are going. Um, and that'll help get them closer to what they're anxious about. And you might not be able to help them like me. They may need professional help. <laughs> so send them to, you know, a biblical counselor, or I know a really great coach who's available for coaching if they need that. Uh, and these are great options because it can help provide us with tools that are going to enable us to have productive thinking in that we can come to a better understanding of what's causing us to be anxious and either do something about it or have an epiphany about it that can change our perspective. And then of course, pray for us, uh, with us, apart from us, just pray, pray over us, pray over our thought lives um, because they're where our battlefield is, is in our heads. Um, pray for us to see God's goodness, even in scary and hard circumstances, because that is a real gift for a six to be able to see where, gosh, I'm just going to not cry, uh, where God has been good um, in times that are bad. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I've always just, I've struggled to trust God's goodness. I believed it. I, I knew that it was true, but... I've just, I've struggled to trust that. And um, yeah, just I've had some really sweet friends and family and um, people just pray over me in person and pray for me apart from me. And that's just, it's really, really powerful and really impactful. Um, <laughs> Please don't think I cry a lot. It's fine, guys. I'm impressed. <laughs> this is the first time I've cried on this podcast. You've done so. Oh well. my goodness! It but only for, took what is this episode 14? Yeah, <laughs> you're doing well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but goodness. I just want to say, prayer is the most powerful thing we can do for anyone. Right. Yes, exactly. So whether you're with them, whether you're apart from them. It should never be the last thing we do for someone. It should always be the first thing we do because yeah. it is so powerful. God hears our prayers and he answers our prayers. Remember to make that a priority. Yeah. When someone asks you to pray or you know someone has a need, make prayer your first priority. And then if you're a doer, jump into doing mode. And one more thing that I thought of that you can do that's going to help us. Don't quote the verse about taking every thought captive to us because we know that verse probably and we want to do that, but we may not know how. Yeah, I always would read that verse and I've learned tools through counseling and through just being older of how to do that, but we may not know how. So instead of quoting that verse to us, help us find ways to do that. I mean, if you're going to quote that verse to us, Help us find ways to do that. I mean, one of the things that I do when I wake up in the middle of the night and my thoughts are racing is I start praying and thanking God for things. And that's been super effective for me to, instead of worry about the sounds that I hear or why I woke up because maybe there was a noise that woke me up or whatever, just to start 
praying and saying, thank you, God, for this time. It's quiet. Everyone else is asleep. I have this time to spend with you and just thank him. Just list things that I'm thankful for. And that has been hugely helpful to me in being able to stop the spiraling of anxiety that happens to be in the middle of the night. That's one tool. I have others. If you want more, feel free to send me a message. I'm not going to give them all to you right now. Um, But yeah, that's something that I just would encourage you to do as well. Yeah. And it takes work. You're right. I've always loved that passage about taking thought captive. Let me just say real quick, I'm a nine. And when nines are not healthy, we tend to go to the average unhealthy side of sixes. And so I had some years that I really had strong anxiety issues and went to counseling for that. And one of the things that I learned were some tools to keep my mind and my thought processes from just running rampant to all the worst case scenarios and stuff. But one of the things that I I know for sure is that our minds literally can only think about one thing at a time. Now, as we're young, we we think we're thinking many things at one time and we say we're multitasking and it looks like that, but really our mind can just switch back and forth so fast it looks like that. As you Mm -hmm. grow older, you'll find that's not as fast. Right. (laughs) Um, But the thing I learned to do was to know that my mind can only think about one thing. So she taught me how to visualize something and really focus on something else to get my mind off of that anxiety producing thing. So there are many tools out there. And if that is a major problem for you, we do suggest you seek out counseling from a godly biblical counselor, become equipped to really work through that anxiety, especially those of you who are sixes. So that's just, you know, something that's really close to my heart, having been through some years of anxiety personally. So, you know, yeah, that was just free. You don't have to pay extra for that. Because you're paying us so much. Do with it what you want. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, just sharing our experiences. Anything else about sixes? Okay. Okay. Well, they have trouble trusting themselves to make good decisions. So we pretty much know that. And that's why they seek the advice of others. And Emily mentioned this when she was talking about Jeremy, how they they're really funny because they'll seek your advice and then they'll offend you because they don't take it. But they probably already had a plan prepared that they wanted to put into action, but they're just going to test the waters and see what multiple other people are going to do to to make themselves feel good about what they've decided to do. So to kind of take the doubt out and, and make themselves feel a little more confident, they can, and tend to put their trust in authority figures, groups, organizations, because of their inability to trust themselves. As we talked about, phobic sixes especially like to have a set of rules and structure to follow. I wonder if they're phobic nines, because I kind of like that too. Yeah, Um, I don't know. Sixes really need to remember ultimately that God is our authority and he's the one we have to place our trust in. And as Emily said, she's always had a hard time trusting his goodness. So I think it takes putting action to our trust, stepping out 
in fear and acting on it anyway, I think that begins to help us understand God's goodness and trust it more and more as we, in a way, put him to the test and step out there by faith and trust his goodness. Remember your sixes, they manage fear all day among managing households and departments and businesses and who knows what. Some things that was really helpful to sixes to manage what goes into their mind is to maybe stay away from the news and advertising and movies and books or music, anything that can produce fear in them. And they will individually know what types of movies will do that. They will know if it's healthy or unhealthy for them to watch the news. I think right now for the last few months, it's been very unhealthy for several personality types to watch the news and to be able to move forward with their lives. Yeah. So we just need to encourage them to limit the intake of those things and to help them with the boundaries to be able to do that. If you are a husband or a wife of a six or a parent of a six, especially children that you don't really know if there's a six, they're six yet, but they may come up in conversations later about news if you had it on and they may show some yeah. fear or something. Be really perceptive about when you do watch the news, if it doesn't bother you and who's around you when you watch it so yeah. that you don't inadvertently cause fear and anxiety to the sixes in your life. It's really helpful to them because it produces boundaries and it's, it shows them how much you love them by helping them keep those boundaries. Sixes have a constant inner dialogue and this is where they can be mistyped for one because the ones have that internal critic that's constantly going, but that's not what sixes have. They don't have a critic. It's more like a committee that won't be quiet. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a committee that brings up potential threats from every direction that you can move. It's trying to tell them where things need to be better. So they can be easily mistyped as ones and twos. But like Emily said, our actions aren't where our type come from. Types come from. Our motivation is where our types come from remember that when you're in the typing process, if you have any questions about your type. Sixes reflect God in their faithfulness and their courage. Sixes are probably some of the most courageous on the Enneagram, though they would never think that because they deal with so much anxiety, but they get up every day and they function in spite of their anxiety and they carry out a lot of responsibilities because they are very responsible, dependable people. They are super courageous. If you get to know them, encourage them and thank them for being so courageous in in spite of what they deal with every day in uh, in respect to fear and anxiety. These beautiful sixes in our lives need to remember that God is in control and we can help them do that. And I love Romans 8, 28 that says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That includes when bad things happen. God's in control. He's working things out for our good and for his glory. As Emily mentioned earlier, God sees the big picture. He knows everything 
from beginning to end yeah. of eternity, which eternity doesn't end, but he knows everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, it just blows my mind how big God is in a good way. It's, a, it's, it's definitely a good thing. I just love that. He's working these things out. I mean, when my husband was diagnosed with a terminal brain tumor, that did not seem like a good thing. And it right. didn't seem like it could work for good and for yeah. his glory. But it, it has, it did then, actually, as I look back, and it has continued to do that for God's glory. And as Christians, that's what we're here for. We're here to live for him and to glorify him. Yeah. So let's help our sixes remember who's in control, and that even if bad things do happen, he's got us. Yeah, definitely. I wish y'all could see her face because she's looking at me with her mom look. That's like, <laughs> like she's saying that to me. She's, she's saying it for you, but she's saying it to me. She's a good mama. One thing I wanted to add about the inner dialogue thing is that I never felt like it was more than one person. I've always felt like it was like one voice. Um, so I could see how it would really be easily confused with the one center critic. But I don't feel like it's constantly telling me where I need to do things better. I just, it's constantly saying, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if, uh, what if that happens? What if you accidentally drive out over the scar rail into this river? What then? You know, things like that. Um, it's not telling me to do those things. It's saying you should be prepared. What are you going to do? Don't be confused. I'm not being told to do crazy things. It's, it's, it's saying things like, be prepared, Emily. Don't let this, you know, happen. But like the ones, that is not the Holy Spirit. God is not speaking to me through that. Right. That's a very different voice than the Holy Spirit. So remember that, um, sixes and ones, that the Lord is the comforter, and that he's not going to speak those things to you. He's going to say, I'm here, and I'm going to take care of it. You don't have to know how to handle everything. All right. This has been a hard episode for me, <laughs> clearly. Now um, you know how I felt when we did the nines. I, I know, had to go but you didn't cry. You that. held it together. <laughs> I couldn't hold it together. Is there anything okay. else we need to talk about about sixes? No, I, I think we pretty well covered. Uh, it's a pretty thorough overview of what they deal with on a daily yeah, basis and, for and sure. what motivates them. Yeah. And it's okay to be a crier. Like I'm a big crier. When I read that sixes reflect God's bravery, I just bawled my eyes out. I was like, <laughs> it's so true. You don't have to not be scared to be brave. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> oh, so anyway. Heroes are the type of people who don't want to do anything. They become a hero because they are end up in a place where action needs to be taken and they have to take it. And thus they become a hero. But they were not looking out trying to be a hero. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of like the sixes. In a way, they're a hero every day because of the courage that it takes for them to get up and live with this anxiety and learn to accept God's goodness and know that yeah. he really means it. Thanks, that Mom. he is good. I'm going to get a cape. There <laughs> you go. Wear around. <laughs> I, no, no I, more I like capes. Uh, yeah, no capes. No more capes. Uh, no capes. Okay, so we hope you enjoyed today's episode about sixes. Let's wrap this up. Obviously, we like sixes. If you're a six out there, we see you and we love you. 
and we know that it's hard, but we have a good, uh, very big God. So let's choose to trust him together, you and I both, because that is also really hard for us. If you liked today's show, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. And, you know, if you want to hear me see how many more episodes it takes for me to cry, just hit the subscribe button because it's going to happen again, people. <laughs> it's going to happen again. Yes. And follow us on Instagram at Uniquely You Podcast or like and follow our Facebook page, which is also Uniquely You Podcast. And we'd love to hear from you if you have any questions, want to know any more of the tools that I have or that mom has for managing that anxiety, those voices. Uh, I can give you some of those, but we are not counselors. So don't rely on us for that. Um, so maybe see a counselor if you really need some really good tools and help and practice and accountability. Feel free to message us. We'd love to, to chat with you about it because we've both experienced a lot of anxiety in our lives. If you post something, please What's the word? Tag us. That's the word. Tag us in your post because we love to see what you're doing, how this has helped you, how this is encouraging you. And while you're subscribing in your app, leave us a five-star rating and a comment because we'd love to help and encourage other people in their growth, in their, who they are, who God created them to be. We so appreciate you and just really love you. If you are a six or a friend of a six, so if you're a friend of me, <laughs> share this with someone or rather share this with someone who may be a six that you know, or if you are a six, share this with someone who is uh, friends with you that you would like to know you better, that you would like to understand you better because I, I think it will, will help them and hopefully it's helped you. Just want to say, you know, I think that um, coming back home from Emily's and living alone, I don't talk all day all day long. And so I think I'm stumbling over my words because I'm like, oh, I'm actually talking out loud, not in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have more conversations with Ashley. I do. I do. Yeah. Ashley is her dog. Yes. But if you are trying to figure out your type or you have questions about your type, I would love to have a conversation with you. Just go to tandem.coach and press the book appointment button and sign up for a free 30 minutes. <laughs> it happened again. It's okay. You'll, she'll take time to clarify guys. It's okay. <laughs> if she stumbles when you're it's having different a free 30 if I'm, Yeah. Com if I'm on a video, it's not the same as recording. Trust yeah, me. But true. yes, I'd love to have a 30 minute conversation with you for free, just to see where you're at and what your questions are and find out if there's any way that I can be of service to you. So if you need the link to an assessment, there will be my affiliate link in the show notes. And that goes to, I'm an affiliate for your Enneagramcoach.com where I got my certification. Remember that assessments are not 100% accurate. They are 75 to 80 or so percent accurate because we have so many different layers and facets to our uniqueness. Yes. And we rejoice in that because God loves us so much. He made us individually unique. Great. All right, mom, will you close us in prayer today? I will. Please don't make me cry. I can't guarantee anything. Fine. I'm just going <laughs> to talk to God, okay? Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs>
Father, I am so thankful for all of the personality types that you have created. And as we take this journey of learning our types and learning more about ourselves and learning more about others, we pray that this will be a tool that we use to glorify and honor you and to maybe bring reconciliation between other people, uh, maybe to bring your peace to certain people's hearts and souls because of their longing to be loved and to be cared for. So we thank you for this opportunity to even have a podcast. We thank you for the listeners who put up with our silliness and tripping over words and and just let them know, Lord, how much we appreciate them. But more than anything, Lord, we appreciate and love and want to glorify you. So continue to guide us, Lord, with this podcast to address issues that everyone um, that listens that they're dealing with. And just let them know they can write us with questions and thoughts and ideas for future podcasts. So we love you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you. And we want to glorify you in all we do and say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining us today. My cheeks are hot. Next week, we're going to talk about sevens. And hopefully, I won't be so warm because I'm not a seven. So that's the last (laughs) type we're going to cover. And then we'll move into some other things some other aspects of the Enneagram looking at it in different like situations, I think. Yes. Right? I think so, it's going to be great. So we I hope think you'll so continue too. to join us. Yes. So yeah. we love you guys. We look forward to being with you again next week. Have a great one.